Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. It's true. She is. This is our Excellent Adventure, rolling through another round of IVF for you, the listener. Hello. We're just doing it for you. Hi. Uh, Okay, let's bring everybody up to speed. Uh, My sperm, real dumb, guys. It's gotten dumber than ever before. Well, not ever before, It's like Matt's sperm, dumb and dumber. Uh, yeah, so count was super low, which I, I, I kind of thought it would be. I feel like I have staying too long, and I think I might have had some issues in the, uh, your classic, uh, jerk-off room scenario. Because if you think of all the places you want to be in COVID, um, a room specifically for people to jerk off in is not number one. No, it's pretty far down <laughs> on the list, actually. So, it's, uh... I don't know. You can the walls. I don't know if it's possible, but I feel like the walls have gotten thinner. Um, so 
What's the plan of attack? Well, here's the plan of attack. I'm going to try to do something to better my sperm every day for the next 30 days or until Dory's next period. So probably like the next 27 days. Um, and when she goes in uh, to make her appointment, I think we'll do another, uh, we'll call mm-hmm. for a semen analysis appointment. But here's what I'd like to try, everybody. I'd like to do the collection at home and drive it in real fast. Will they go for it? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. This is so far undetermined. Um, but I ordered another another ball cooling device. You know, not something that sits in your underwear, but it's like this other kind of device that just like sort of sits wherever. You, whenever you're sitting, you sort of have it going. Yes, yeah, she she cooling your balls. She wasn't thrilled about like how sedentary you are. Yeah, nor was I. So today, you know, I started the day with a other than following Henry around. I feel like the weekends are my most active time because I'm following the baby. <laughs> Uh, other than that, I went for a walk this morning. So, you know, I'm going to, you know, my old, my favorite thing to do is ride a bike. So we're not going to do that. No. So it's going to be a lot of walks. You could go swimming. Uh, yep. I can go swimming. I took a 20 minute walk this morning. I'm probably going to do another one or two of those today. And then I'll try to start each day with like a 20 minute walk, uh, out and about, um, and, uh, try to do two to three of those every day. So it'd be like an hour of walking. Uh, in addition to uh, ball cooling, trying to cut out processed foods. Um, oh, the other thing that she said, I forgot to mention this. She said she's worried that she asked what your cholesterol and blood pressure were because she's worried that if you are pre-diabetic or have hypertension, that that can be that can affect the sperm count. Oh, uh, last blood test. Uh, which probably like a year ago. Everything's I'm very, weirdly very healthy. Okay, cholesterol is normal. My blood pressure is usually one twenty over eighty. Um, so because she's all about increasing that blood flow. Yeah, so we'll get the blood flow going. So I think it also is going to be time to bring the yoga mat back out. We've got a nice space in the office here to do it now, the shed office, which we're recording in right now. We haven't been in here in a long time together. No, we haven't. Other than watching Henry hit the pedals, yeah, on the guitar and turn the board. amp on and off, yeah, he knows he can he knows how to turn the amp on and off. Um, it's funny. I'd like to start to maybe I'll tell him what each pedal does and try to get him to remember what each pedal does. So like I when bet I want, he will some, remember when I want some reverb or when I want some fuzz. I'll tell him hit the fuzz. So, <clears throat> yeah. And then we came to the conclusion earlier in the week that I it just uh, Dory wants this uh, this attempt at a child two more than I don't want it. Um. So you know, it's like we could have a big fight. I know how it would end. It would end with me just saying, "Yeah, let's do it." So I'm saving the fight. I'm not saving it to have later. Oh, I'm saving it as in <laughs> I was like, like what? I'm having we're having the same outcome. Save the fight. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate that. Is what that. I'm saying. Uh, it, it, it's really, um, I don't know. It's really what, what, it's just, it just is what it is. Happy wife, happy life. Sad dad, rad pad. 
Um, but yeah, Dory went back in today, had a, had another good follicle count. So really, it's just up to up to the boys and I to get everything back in action. So, did you take your supplements today? Yeah, I did. I wrote down in the post-it that I now okay, keep good. on all my medical bottles. That's smart. <laughs> the two things I take. I, anyway, so I have to write down on the post-it if I took it or not. I write the day, and then I write a check mark next to it. It's weirdly the only way for me to remember whether or not I took something. I mean, it makes sense. That's why people have pillboxes. Yeah, well, I guess that does make sense. Pillboxes are pretty cool. Um, we've talked about getting me a pillbox, and I've, I think we got you one. Yeah, who knows where that is? Uh, yeah, so that's the IVF update. I mean, I, I just I, like I found street parking. Fuck you guys. Put uh, an hour in the meter. You know. Point was at eleven thirty. I probably got in there at like eleven thirty three. Got the temperature check. They don't allow people, uh, any appointment people, to go in with their spouse or a significant other. Um, so it's just me in a room full of a, lo- a lo- waiting room full of like attractive infertile ladies. Uh, so you know nothing gets the nothing gets me going like that i feel like what's gonna happen is we're gonna do it it's not gonna work and then i'll at least be like okay well we tried and that'll be yeah and well i you know look i don't um i'm not as pessimistic about it working or not as you are but uh at the same time i do i do want to put some effort into it some some you know because you have to do a lot of different things and it seems to be my fault the entire time so there's that (laughs) i had a dream the other night that you had like some arm some some pain in your arm like a like a like a cramp or something and it was like, it kept happening to you. And I was like, I felt so bad. I just started crying. <laughs> oh, no. Because I couldn't stop your uh, arm cramp pain. I'm a mess. But anyway, who knows what that was about, everybody? We'll figure it out if there's any psychologists out there who like to analyze dreams. I think you feel like you are not, you feel like you're not providing the life that you think i want um sure uh i don't know i don't know i just don't like you know bad uh i don't yeah i just you know even if you like stub your toe i feel bad you know i stubbed my toe on your shoes the other day great i feel bad <laughs> thanks for letting me know you're welcome um so it is whatever. We're just we're just we're just going we're going for it, everybody. We're going for the gold. Yeah, but like if your sperm doesn't improve, then we're not going to do it. Right. She actually used the words. It would be malpractice for me to let you go through with the cycle. 
Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad that we're we're not malpracticing anybody. Ah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Do I do a sperm donor, egg donor? No. Do I do an embryo donor? <sighs> no, because like. If you were as enthusiastic about having a second child as I was, then I would say yes, but you're not. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we will do this this one round. We'll see if it works. If it doesn't work, then like that's it. Yeah. I mean, look, they want me to go to another urologist and I'm just like, let me just fucking nose to the grindstone myself. <laughs> Essentially, I'm going to become a urologist over the next 30 days. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Urology for dummies? Uh, I'm going to hit the books. I'm going to take the, whatever the urology master class is. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to figure it out. And it's not, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to do anything crazy in the sense of like, ooh, it's like uh my my great grandfather was a was a was a was a wise village doctor and he ground up goat femurs and it created fertile uh crops like i won't you know they're not going that far okay essentially what i'm saying is i will i will i'll do what i can on this end i appreciate everything that. in in my uh power I don't like failing, so that might be motivation enough. Interesting. Yeah. So that's where we're at, guys. That's your update <laughs> on the uh, international voter fraud. That's IVF, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I saw. I went and saw a doctor back today. I seem to have an overactive left ovary. You're a lefty. Again, I'm a lefty. remember, I've said this. Bet no one's done the study. Um, you should have asked her. Be like, is there any? And is there anything to dominant hand versus, you know, which womb, which side of rather, with which ovary, which rather. ovary? Uh, and she has like no explanation for it. Interesting. I'd have. I want her to look at that next time. And she said the same thing. She said, she's like, well, you saw me, you saw me count them, right? And I was like, yes. I, I was like, I believe you about the number that's <laughs> i was like i'm just saying like i never had this many follicles on day three or whatever this is i think the pressure's off it's very weird it's the pressure is off i think the psychology really has a lot to play in, in this more than we think or like you're just your your sense of self and well-being and and your center i think it's because i'm not microwaving plastic and that too that's the two things i think that have the biggest effect i mean look there's environmental effects there's uh but i think my balls have been hot lately you know it's been hot yeah sit here sometimes roasting them while i do a two-hour podcast without air conditioning because i don't want the sound messing up and you've been playing a lot of poker uh, i'm playing a lot of poker at least it's cool on the poker because i have the door open mm, and the fan going you're sitting Yes, but now I'm going to be sitting cooling my balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sounds also, luxurious. I'm thinking, I'm, you know, I'll get the standing desk going more here. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, really just, just going to try all sorts of uh, things to get this all going. I think, I think the four, four days or 
four or five days of apps. I think that was too much. Last time I did that, it was a very low count also. Oh, interesting. So I think, uh, I forget what they say. It's like 20, 48 hours. I thought it was three days. That was like ideal. That's the magic window. I Again, so. I'll let you know next week after I start my urology master class. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but that's sort of uh, it in a uh, pun intended nutshell. <laughs> I think it'll be an interesting ride, everybody. I hope you're, uh, if you're, if you're still trying to have a kid and you're doing IVF, uh, join us, won't you? Let's see what I can do here. Let's see what I can do for my testicles barring surgery i mean i'll look if i become a urologist in the next month and i'm like oh, i should probably get the varicose surgery but would you do it on yourself yeah i'd do it on my oh, I'd, okay. I'd probably like uh order like a surgery kit on amazon oh okay yeah <laughs> sure you can probably buy a scalpel on amazon uh <clears throat> other than that what's happening um I've been feeling kind of down today about about quarantine. I think what's happening is you're watching your uh, your socials, you know, and you're seeing all kinds of people where I, you're like, what the fuck are you all I'm doing? I'm literally like, what the fuck are you all doing? Yeah. And I just don't understand it. And it's like when I've when I've confronted people about it. Yes. Everyone has like a reason why what they're doing is okay. Yeah. What do you it's like? like so what's an example of that? Okay, here's Anonymous an example. Anonymous person Anonymous one. Anonymous person one, I confronted them about a photo that their wife had posted today of, and the person I confronted was there with, with his wife, but was not in the photo. Mm-hmm. But it was his wife with two of her girlfriends, one of whom was very pregnant, mm-hmm. all their kids oh my God. in bathing suits at a lake no one was wearing masks and I confronted this person and said, so we're just, we've just abandoned social distancing now. And they said, well, you know, the, the pregnant person, this was their first time going out. And the other person they've been, they've been quarantined for three months with their husband. And then this person said, trust me, we're not the issue. And I was like, wow. Okay. Come to find out that this person and his wife also had gone to a cocktail party last weekend. Like, I'm just like, what? What is happening? Like, what is happening? And then, and then I said, this makes me crazy. And this person said, you sound crazy. And I was like, wait, now I'm the crazy one? Like, what is, what is happening? And then like your friend, you know, people who have gone and are doing crazy things and like i just i'm just like i know people have gone and done crazy things like get on a plane no like like go on vacation with people and like yeah i don't know Uh, and i said so uh i said to an anonymous person too (laughs) i said uh so you're uh you're just uh you just you just done with this whole COVID thing? Like now we all quarantined before. I'm like, well, you didn't. You were working, right? You had. I don't know. And like, here's the thing with anonymous person one. <laughs> I think like, they're all confused about what quarantine. Normally, is. I would be like, whatever. It's their lives, live their lives. But 
they interact with a couple of people who are very close to me. And I was like, but you're, 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 you're putting other people in danger. Yeah. Like, that's what I don't get. Like, it's just like, there's no thinking. Well, it's a cognitive distance, you know. It is totally cognitive distance. That's a hundred percent what it is. All it is, you know? So it's like, I mean, I won't even go to guitar center still. Yeah. And that's probably, I mean, that's led to what I would describe as my sedentary lifestyle. <laughs> Not really doing anything. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, look, once there's a vaccine, I'm, I'm by fucking, let's do it, everybody. Let's all get our shots and have a great time. But until then, I don't want to like, you know, I, just, I don't want to be out. Someone coughs. I'm next to them. I get yeah. home and Henry touches the part of my face that right. the person coughed on. And then I, my someone baby posted, gets whatever. Someone posted on Twitter today that their uncle, who's 74, has some pre-existing conditions, had, only, had been staying home, only going out once a week to get groceries. He was at like a Kroger a couple weeks ago and a woman like coughed in his face and wasn't wearing a mask. And he was like can you not do that? And she like, she was like an asshole about it. And now he's in the hospital. I think everyone that you, I don't think it's, it doesn't behoove anyone to confront anyone about it because it's like, Oh no, I agree. Yeah, it's just going to be like, but she had already coughed in his face. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And then my mom today was like, well, your dad was yelling at people who weren't wearing masks when we were out for our walk. And I was like, that's actually not the issue, honestly. Yeah, if you're out walking, you're staying far enough apart from people. Yeah, like they're they're assholes. But I was, and I was also like, it's not safe to yell at people. I agree. Like people are crazy right now. You don't know how someone <laughs> is going to react. People, you know, it's it's the whole. It's a everyone. It's just a ticking time bomb of uh, energy. It's yes. all it's all cooped up energy so and so my wife dory who you hear on the podcast right now is at her uh, near peak cooped energy yes so it's uh, you know we're, i gotta try to figure that out how to get that out i don't know how to what do i do what do we do <laughs> i don't know i don't have i don't have a great solution but i'm not going off to like not flying to see friends i'll yeah. tell you that yeah are you driving to see friends no i haven't seen friends i mean I, it's what you know if we didn't have the baby it, I, it, i'm sure we could figure something out yeah of like going you know staying at a airbnb or something yeah bringing our disinfectant spray right but as it is it's just too hard with a child that puts everything in his mouth know, it's way too hard it's just like i don't want to it's not that I, it, it just, it's just like, why am I taking the chance? Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, I don't know. And if you're out there and you're on either side of this, eh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. Yeah, let's do that. And uh, we'll come right back. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. We're back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> I hope you all uh, stayed six feet away, but had a great time. <laughs> Just want to remind everyone that the, that you can email us at doryandmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. And you can call us at 413-461-BABY. And I have an assignment for our listeners this week. Oh, God. I would like homework? them. Yeah, I have some homework. I would like them to tell someone about this podcast. Oh, that's a nice assignment. Thank you. Uh, and I think the reason behind that, Dory sent me a screen grab today from an email. Probably maybe we'll read it in this I think episode. think we will. Um, but people are still somehow finding this podcast through back catalog episodes of various podcasts we've been on. Yeah, and like people saying, like, I thought I was alone through this. Well, what's our SEO? Why is our podcast not coming up when people are searching for IVF podcasts? <laughs> I don't know if people are... I, I feel like people... I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. Hmm. Interesting. <sighs> Should we just make a fake blog and write a post called The 10 Best IVF Podcasts? Yes. And then, you know, we'll put us at number two or something. And then we'll put like a horrible one at number one. 
And then maybe people will be like, oh, this one's bad. How's number two? Mm. Oh, nice. Good plan. I don't want to be so self-aggrandizing with our fake blog. Yeah. Hmm. We'll have to think on that. <laughs> Bestivfpods.com. Yeah. I love it. It's like when you search for a pillow recommendation. Yep. My pillow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's hear some emails. Okay. Um, let's hear emails. Remember, what do we got? I can read now. We're back in my office, honey. Well, remember last week we, we the nuclear exposure yes, signal went out. So unfortunately, we did not receive any emails from anyone with who that had happened to. Mm-hmm. We did get an email from a woman named Carrie who wrote that the couple that has the sperm issue due to exposure to radiation should be talking to their doctor and the VA. Mm -hmm. If this is caused by his time in the military, it should be considered a disability or quote injury while serving. I'm not an expert. This is definitely something to look into. I'm sure someone will else will write in knowing more than me. That's Carrie in the UK. Still don't know the size of the house and one scaredy rescue dog. That is interesting because if it is a military incurred disability, then I believe that the IVF would, I think partially be covered. I don't know, but that's a, that's an interesting avenue to explore. It's interesting. It's very interesting avenue to yep. explore. Uh, I'm putting. Let's put the signal out again. Anyone ever protect nuclear weapons and then their sperm count drops to zero? Let us know. Um, and we actually got a follow up from the original emailer. Oh, please. Hey, Dory, Matt, I was excited to hear my email read on the podcast. I started to play it for my husband and then had to replay because I forgot I was listening at 2x speed. (laughs) I started binging from the beginning sometime in March and listened at 1.5 for a while before I bumped up to two. I feel lost without hearing your voices during my commute to and from work. I guess I'll have to become a Patreon supporter and binge through that whole back catalog. Oh, God, there's plenty for you to binge through. There sure is. Anyway. I wanted to clarify a few things. Since I wrote to you last, my husband and I had a very open discussion regarding family planning, and he has told me that he is 100% on board with having children, even if they are not biologically his. Okay. I don't feel comfortable with using donor sperm, so he's left it up to me to decide between traditional and embryo adoption based on whatever feels right for my mental health. I have PMDD and history of suicidal ideation, so the thought of postpartum depression scares the shit out of me, but I also want to experience pregnancy. Interesting. Regarding hiring a lawyer, it's not necessary at this point because VA, thankfully, has been providing diagnostic coverage through their community care program. there's the VA. Uh, And the urology NP and MD at the VA both said they think we have a good chance of having IVF covered. This is what I said without reading this email. For both of us. So when I say adopting an infant is stupid expensive, I mean in comparison to the hopefully free IVF through the VA. Fingers crossed. Okay. We are open to adopting older children, but both really want to experience all the firsts that come with raising a child from infancy. My husband wasn't able to have a relationship with his son until recently, so he strongly desires to have a second chance at all the firsts. Yeah. Thanks for reading my email in the last episode. I'm hoping for some great responses to my signal since I've not found much information, even on a military infertility support group. Male factor infertility just isn't talked about enough. No, it isn't. If you want to hear plenty about that, I did 20 minutes of it up up top. Uh, well, thank you for the update, Michelle. And please continue to keep us posted, and we will continue to uh, put out that nuclear exposure uh, signal for yeah. you and your husband. Uh, I can. I want to read the next one. Yes, please. This is from Katie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I found your podcast by mistake. I started listening to Forever Thirty Five last week, and I was immediately obsessed. Oh, that's that's a fine podcast, but this one's awesomer. Wow. Uh, I love listening to you chat about serums, books, and being a woman. Oh, that's not me. That's my wife. Uh, it's the best. My 
app played your episode out of order randomly, and I heard you mention this podcast. I was surprised and a little nervous. My husband and I started an IVF journey a few months ago. His sperm is also dumb. Uh, we like to call them bum nads. Nice. I tried to uh, I tried hard to find an IVF podcast I meshed with. But it all started out. This all started, and they were all too serious and sad. I found our, out our first transfer failed last week. Sorry to hear that on my birthday. Double bummer. Uh, today I binged the first several episodes, and I finally heard myself laughing again. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for telling your personal stories, for your humor, and your husband's bad dad jokes. Hey, they can't all be winners. <laughs> Thank you for talking about your dog's uh, paper towel habit. I don't even remember his paper towel remember habit. Remember he used to eat paper towels. Oh, constantly. Yeah, now I remember. Used to find them all the time. Yeah. Now we have Henry to do that. <laughs> uh, thank you for making me feel a little normal again. Wishing you uh, all the best. Uh, that was from Katie. Katie, I hope you. Uh, I hope it works out, and you uh, one day have a human that eats paper towels. Yeah. So there, there, there you go. That's Katie. Thank you, Katie, and thank you for listening. Katie, tell, I'm a, glad you tell found a friend. Us. Tell a friend. <laughs> We'll just tell every um, everybody who uh, writes in. We're going to just be like, tell a friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next email is from an, a different Katie. Okay, double Katie. Double Katie. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. I know there were some listeners who pointed out that you didn't talk much about that initial visit back to DKB. And since then, you've talked about it some, trying to catch us up. But I think what we are still missing is the discussion you had with DKB about the decision to do another retrieval. Great that you had an awesome AFC, but did DKB give you stats on clinic rates of PGS normal embryos given your age? Obviously, DKB (laughs) thinks it's worth trying, but I think for many women facing the decision of whether to do more retrievals in their early 40s, given the immense cost, the real question is about what the chances are of getting genetically normal embryos. Since you didn't have any normals in your last round a couple of years ago, did DKB think that could be a sperm issue? A thousand percent. Or did she think you could just overcome the numbers by having more follicles now? Um, She said about 10% of eggs will result in normal embryos at my age so the idea is if we can hopefully get 10 uh fertilized eggs one of them will be normal um she thinks that the issues in the last two rounds were sperm issues i do too so she that was why she was hopeful that matt's numbers had improved and they took a downturn and they took a downturn. Uh, so uh, I love that you had this discussion without me <laughs> in the appointment. I mean. I know. But it's just like that's what's happening right now. We're not at a fucking lake. I can't even be at the IVF appointment with my wife. Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> okay. Um, Continue. You mentioned the book. It starts with the egg in the podcast this week. The real breakthrough I had when reading that book was that meiosis, the process that gives eggs their final set of chromosomes, does not finish until ovulation. And technically, it doesn't finish until fertilization. This means that our eggs are not waiting on our ovaries as good or bad, and no woman has only bad eggs left. The problem as we age is simply that the cellular machinery that completes meiosis meiosis does not work as well this means that supplements and things like environmental exposure to toxins absolutely can impact egg quality and our chances of having genetically normal embryos one supplement that has a lot of good studies backing up its support for healthy meiosis is coq10 ubiquinol dory takes that i'm sure the efficacy of taking things like this is highly variable and i personally ended up with no better than my clinic average rate of pgs normal blast for my age which was 50 percent at age 37 despite years of taking it 
but I did have a previous loss from a spontaneous pregnancy due to an aneuploidy. So who knows? Maybe it's what helped me get up to average after being previously below average. Excited for you to continue forward and keeping fingers crossed that this round gives Henry a sibling. Katie, awaiting the arrival of IVF baby number one this summer in 3,000 square feet in Wyoming with a very fluffy 34-pound mini Aussie. Oh, I bet it's really cute. Uh, Dory loves Australian shepherds. I do. Uh, Yeah, so it is the... It it does seem to be the sperm. I mean, we kind of always thought that or knew that. I mean, she always said that. I just... I always thought that. I just didn't know whether to believe her or not. Well, <laughs> what? I don't know. Seems wild. You're so, you're uh, funny. It's funny how pessimistic you are about this. And I'm the one who doesn't want to do it. I know. It's weird. And then like, I'm like, I have to rah-rah you. Yeah. It's a very strange dynamic here, guys. <laughs> <sighs> I think you're able to be optimistic because you don't want it as much. Okay. And I know that things that I don't want to happen seem to always happen. So That is not true. Hang on. So it's gonna be pretty good. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we doubled back with like the reverse psychology and now I'm just confused. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, do you wanna read this next email from sure. Leah? Uh, hello, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. She's p- correctly spelled Bo, which happens rarely in the emails. I'm very oh, proud yeah. of that. B-E-A-U. Yeah, he's Beauregard is his full name. Beauregard Bosch Myra. Uh, <clears throat> I followed Matt from Nerdist, then to Star Trek TNC, and catching up on Excellent Adventure. Well, thank you for sampling uh, one third of my podcasting <laughs> <laughs> catalog. Uh, I've always had an interest in reproductive health and technology, and I'm so grateful you guys have been so open about your experiences on the pod. I've wanted to send you an email many times, but have always gotten distracted by everyday life uh, at the night shift. Uh, L&D. Labor and delivery. Thank you, registered nurse and toddler mom. Well, finally, uh, what finally got me to sit down and compose this email was the need to share how much you guys have had an influence on me. Not only uh, have I... Not only do I have an awesome bed from Joybird, nice, <laughs> and play Best Fiends, currently level 202. Dory's at level fucking too many. <laughs> Nine billion. <I'm> still playing. <laughs> Listening to the pod inspired me to get serious about my interest in surrogacy. In January of 2019, I called an agency not far from me that had excellent reviews and started the process uh, of becoming a gestational carrier. After an initial medical clearance, I matched an, uh, with an intended parent, uh, international single father looking to expand his family. We transferred a single embryo in, my, uh, in September, and the pod helped me to feel prepared and comfortable with the process. Fast forward to today. I'm two weeks postpartum after delivering a healthy baby. Boy, I was so lucky to have a great experience overall. And plan to Wait, stay. You skipped a. What did I? Okay, we transferred a single embryo in September, and the pod helped me. Yeah, you skipped. I was so lucky to have a hospital. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, the both sentences worked, so I jumped down. Yeah. <laughs> so lucky to have a great experience overall. So lucky to have a hospital uh, that allowed my spouse and IP in the delivery room. The pandemic has some surrogates who have to choose just one. Despite the stress and obstacles posed by the global pandemic, I had a really great experience overall and plan to stay in contact with my IP and his family. I feel like I could write a novel, but I wanted to keep my first contact short and sweet. Nice Star Trek reference by saying first contact. Uh, I'd be happy to follow up if anyone had any questions regarding surrogacy from the gestational carrier's side. 
wishing you all the best uh, in, sorry, wishing you all the best in your continuing adventures, Leah Rodriguez. She's got 1750 townhouse in Oceanside, the husband and a four-year-old. What a lovely email. It's a great email. I find that people that follow me through many podcasts tend to write the best email. <laughs> so big old thank you to my fellow uh, Matt fans. <laughs> uh, okay, so. But like how nice that she listened to our show and decided to become a gestational carrier. It's amazing. That's so cool. We, like getting teary eyed. Oh, like I did when your arm was hurting in my dream. Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. I wonder where that stemmed from. I wonder if I like rolled or like hit your arm when we were sleeping or something. Probably. I don't know. So, dreams are weird. Dreams, dreams are, are weird, weird, y'all. Yeah. Dreams are real weird. We'll be right back. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, we are back dreams still real weird y'all um okay this next email has a has a twist that i did not see coming oh my god okay can't wait hi matt dory and Bo. hi while i started listening before christmas i'm still only on episode 89 and for all i know you could have triplets by now it'll be quite a while before i find out at the rate i'm going nonetheless i wanted to write in and thank you for for keeping me company on countless walks with my own dog particularly in recent times when freya has been benefiting from me working at home during the whole coronavirus thing and getting a lot more walks than usual. I'm on day four of my first and hopefully last IVF cycle as a 34-year-old single woman with PCOS using donor sperm from an open ID Danish donor. Mm-hmm. I never really planned to do IVF. <laughs> open ID Danish donor. Yes. That's, that's nice. I like the alliteration there. Um, wait, did she say where she, did she say where she is yet? No, I really, I really, I Wait, never really planned to have IVF. Why did I? It's maybe it was in her subject line because she's in Ireland. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. Her subject line was greetings from Ireland. Okay. There Sorry. you go. Okay. There you go. Okay. I never really planned to do IVF. I guess I kind of assumed IUI would work, even if it took a few tries. My PCOS had other ideas. I had three canceled IUIs due to over response to the lowest dose of Gonal F and then insufficient response to Femara and Letrozole. So at that point, I didn't have much confidence in either my clinic's ability to get the meds right or in my body's capacity to respond in the desired fashion. IVF also had the appeal of hopefully allowing me to bank some embryos in case I wanted another child. What can I say? I'm both a pragmatist and a compulsive planner. Hmm. Oh, and it might amuse you to know that I'm also a virgin. Hilarious. No, I'm kidding. It's not. I didn't. So if I succeed, I suppose I can claim an immaculate conception. 
In case you're wondering, I'm an atheist, so my virginity is not based on any personal morals or beliefs. It just didn't happen. I also can't say I was one of those women who always knew she wanted to be a mother. I've agonized over it for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. My rational, logical mind presenting me with a lengthy list of cons and my gut attempting to persuade me that the pros, while fewer, would ultimately far outweigh them if I would just take that leap. So despite my many fears, I'm following this elusive instinct that tells me it's the right choice for me. Hmm. Ireland, unlike pretty much every other European country, provides no public funding for fertility treatment. So while it is cheaper than America, that's little consolation when you hear about all the free cycles your fellow Europeans may avail themselves of. Not to mention the fact that the cost of childcare in Ireland is astronomical, and I happen to live in the area of Dublin oh boy. in Ireland with the highest childcare costs of all. Hence, I'm hoping one cycle will be enough as raising this child is going to be expensive on one salary. Yeah, but I mean, for fun, you could always take them up to, to Tato Town. What's the name of that Irish? Yeah. Tato. Tato. God damn it. Mr. Tato. Anywho, I hope you're all well and that in future Tato world. I think you might be right. In future episodes, I will hear the story of your successful transfer and then follow Dora's experience of pregnancy and birth. Despite being terrified of giving birth myself and having no great desire to experience pregnancy, if surrogacy. Tato Park. Tato Park. If surrogacy were cheaper and not illegal in Ireland, I might be sorely tempted. I persist in seeking out stories of labor and birth. In Wait, the- what? Surrogacy is illegal in Ireland still? Boy, oh boy. I mean, they just legalized abortion you like a year ago. Catholic weirdos. I'm Catholic, so I can say that. I persist in seeking out stories of labor and birth in the vain hope of somehow preparing myself. Again, I think this probably relates to my obsessive need to plan for everything and to know exactly what's ahead of me. Yes, I know motherhood is going to be a bit of a shock on that front, isn't it? Sorry, I'm a rambler, so don't feel you have to put yourselves out to attempt to edit this for sharing on the podcast. After all, it'll be a long time before I hear it. Wishing you all the best. And then she signed off in with an Irish saying that means kind regard. I looked it up and I believe it's pronounced light of vein. Light of vein? <laughs> yes. I'm into it. Now we could say that to uh, Watchorn. Yes. Great. He better sign off his next, next voicemail with that. Seriously. Uh, that was from Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, Dory, I believe we have a voice memo. We do. Here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Kaylee calling from a suburb outside of Indianapolis. I live in a 2,330-square-foot house, four bedrooms, three bathrooms, with a husband, one science baby who was born this year. I'm out on a walk with her during her witching hour, and one we conceived spontaneously after our egg retrieval in 2017, so she's two years old now. Um, I'm just calling just a couple of things I want to talk about, because... We just got our storage fee bill for our run remaining PGS tested embryo. Um, and I wondered how other couples had dealt with the grief of, you know, making the decision to not continue to pay, whether you donate it to science, donate it to another couple, or, you know, just have it destroyed. I really know that I can't handle another child, but it's been really difficult for me to to make that decision to sign the paperwork and to give up that potential life, just seeing my nine-week-old, you know, knowing that she was frozen for two years while we had our first and got her to be a little bit older. And how do you deal with that, that potential that is there and not use it? 
Thank you so much. Let's bring up a term we heard earlier on the podcast, and that's cognitive dissonance. <laughs> you think she needs some cognitive dissonance? I think dissonance? that's the way to handle this. Um, and, you know, there are options that you have, and I think the best option for someone like yourself is probably the science route, because you will know that it won't be in vain and you'll be helping. Yeah. Um, at least, I mean, think about the ability to help uh, X number of people, even if it's one person, even if it's one extra bit of data that eventually helps somebody else Yeah. Uh, with that. You know, and there's no guarantees in embryo uh, thawing that, uh, that it will, that it will take. Um, so there is, I think, you think, you know, best option for you. I mean, if you're absolutely sure you don't want, I think it would be donating it either, either for adoption, either for, uh, Adoption or science, you just I, I just look to look to help somebody else with that. Yeah, I like that. That that that's my advice. But, but I'd also love also, to hear from. What do you think, though? I no, I think that's good advice. And I was just going to say, I'd like to hear from listeners about how they've dealt with it. Um, yeah, I mean, we have one frozen, and and Henry was frozen for a while, year and a half. He was, he was. Um. So it, it, we get it for sure. Uh, but I think it's, yeah, I think it's going to take a little separation. Yeah. Um, what's next, honey? All right. This is from Anonymous. Dear Dorian Matt, longtime listener, first time emailer. I started IVF at age 42 last year. Shockingly, I got three good PGS tested embryos for my first embryo retrieval despite my age. But all three transfers from these embryos have now failed or resulted in chemical pregnancies. My RE has said he doesn't know why the transfers aren't working. We've done scopes, uterine biopsies, and other tests. My female parts are pretty typical. No uterine issues, no scarring, no PCOS. I'm pretty frustrated. Now that our third embryo failed, we've made a telehealth appointment to get a second opinion at a different clinic, even though our first clinic has a very good reputation nationally. Second clinic also has a good reputation, though we're very lucky to live in the Boston metro area with lots of excellent healthcare providers. My question, I was wondering if you or the readers have any advice on what questions to ask at a second opinion appointment to help us make the decision about switching. Also, if you have any advice on changing clinics, it feels like a big step, but I'm also wondering if we're doing this out of anger. One of my biggest complaints with our current clinic is that they are terrible with communication, such as explaining how cycles will work, who's going to call you, when things start, what the procedures are, etc. This is not just with the RE, it's also the nurses and others, although the lab techs are really nice. Shout out to all the kind lab techs. It's just been a miserable process, but I don't know how much of that is that the process of IVF is miserable. I guess I'm worried about cutting off my nose to spite my face and could use some advice. Thanks for all you do. Sometimes when I'm feeling blue, I remember how long it took you with Henry and it gives me some hope. Also, Bo is the best and I love your stories about him. Thanks, anonymous in the Boston area with a thousand square feet with one husband and two cranky but wonderful cats. I had Bo in the uh, in the playroom this morning. Dory was off at the appointment. I was watching Henry and I had Bo in the playroom and uh, I was... It was funny because Bo had access to the window, which he doesn't usually have access to. Uh, you know, he stays in the house, the couch, and you can't, you know, there's no window for him to readily see out. But he was really, everyone that walked by, he was like, I'm going to protect everybody. Oh. <laughs> so I took a picture of him and Henry just like going like, what's Bo doing? And then he would just walk back over Bo to Bo was me. on high alert. Bo, well, he saw a dog walking by. Was the gate <laughs> open? How did he see the dog? You know, there's like you know, shrubbery breaks. Oh, yeah, you can yeah, see yeah that's people. true. But that was, I thought that was funny. 
Oh, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's get back to this and answer any... uh, I mean, I am always in favor of getting a second opinion. Dory loves opinions. (laughs) I love opinions. She wants more than one, always. Um, So I think it's a great idea to seek out a second opinion. I also think like all these things that you're talking about with your current clinic, these quote unquote complaints that you have, these seem like real issues to me. They don't, they don't seem like frivolous complaints. They seem like, like not great. Not, it's not a great situation. Um, and combined with the fact that, you know, you've done three transfers of PGS normal embryos and none of them have worked. I, I think you're totally justified in terms of going to another clinic. So I would say, don't worry about that. Sorry, everyone. Let me turn my notifications off. You did not get an email. And then in terms of what you should ask, I mean, I guess I would just ask, like, what what are some of the other like potential causes of this? And is there what would you do differently that our first clinic did not do and see what they say? That's a good it's a good spot. Good not spot. Good. Good. Uh point admit advice i don't even i've lost all words thank you okay <laughs> what's next um all right well this i thought we should read this next email because you were just talking about Bo in the playroom this is from angelin hi all would you please describe more about how henry and Bo interact Bo isn't allowed in henry's yes space i believe do <laughs> they hang out a lot otherwise thanks well Bo is allowed if supervised uh and it doesn't happen often yeah. Uh, I would say, like, usually before dinner, uh, which is sort of Henry's, uh, Henry and Bo sort of both get wound up around that time. So if Henry's in the playroom, Bo just sits at the gate, like with his paws at the gate. And, and if Dory and I are both in there, we will let Bo come in. Uh, but Bo has to be calm. Yes. So with the, like today when I had Bo in there, it happened that Henry and I, I changed Henry's diaper and I came in and Bo had gone in the other way because between Henry's room and the playroom is a Jack and Jill bathroom. So Bo had gone in through the playroom gate, which was open. I was in the bedroom and then I went in the regular way and then I saw Bo and he was just sniffing the couch. And I was like, meh, all right. So I'll let them hang out. So, and I would say that, uh, the vast, vast, vast majority of the time, Bo's just laying on the couch because it's our old living room couch. So it's Bo's. Bo very much feels like, oh, this is my couch. I can just sleep on yeah. it, and he does. He can, and he and he does. So that's that's their interaction time in the playroom, and again, that probably happens for a total of fifteen minutes a day, if that. Um, and then on the other side, Bo and Henry. Bo is always on the bed when we're putting Henry to bed. Like there's a day bed in Henry's room. And Bo sits up on the daybed and listens to us read stories to Henry. And he and he usually falls asleep. Uh, and then otherwise, it's like... Yeah, it's funny. Like, he will be asleep all day somewhere in the house and, like, not care. Mm-hmm. But, like, bedtime, he needs to be there. Yes, he needs to get into that. That door has so many scratches on it from Bo. It's insane. Uh, and the scratches are just because when we're when, Bo, when Henry gets out of the bath and we're changing, putting Henry in his pajamas, it's too much to have Bo like sniffing and licking while we're doing that. 
So we keep him out. We give him a greenie. And then after to get him to leave, I have to give him a piece of cheese to get him to leave the... Because he gets real comfy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I... Henry, like, walks around the house yelling, bah, bah. Yeah. So, and then when Henry's, when Henry's free roaming, as we call it in the open world, uh, he's being tailed by an adult. Yeah. So, you know, and we always, you know, we don't let him get near Bo when Bo's drinking or eating. Um, and otherwise, they, they, they're pretty good playmates. But again, it's never unsupervised. And... uh yeah, he's really good with the kid. And Bo is so good with the kid, but we would still never let them be unsupervised together. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope that answers your question. All right. We have another voicemail. Hola. It's Sam up in Seattle. <laughs> Working from home for the 18,000th week in a row. Just wanted to let you know I had to stop the podcast. Oh, break and, sounds. Um, you know, Dory's not the clumsiest gal in the world. I believe that I might be. Oh, really? I can't do anything without someone saying, well, did you get hurt? <laughs> you know, a year and a half ago, I fell down four stairs in my house. I've lived in, at that point, 26 years. Broke my ankle. <laughs> oh, my God. was on my butt, no weight on my ankle for 10 weeks. It was joyous. Um, I'm also the one that in college I wore a dress one day and the guy down the hall decided to see how far up my dress would fly through a a fire extinguisher underneath it and I got frostbite on my (laughs) hoo-ha. What? Um, Do I need to go on? Well, that's not clumsy. That's just being assaulted. I glued my hands together. Oh, who hasn't done that? Yeah, I've done some stupid, stupid, klutzy stuff. So anyway, it's still Sam. Uh, My 24-year-old daughter's uh, father is still an asshole. (laughs) Uh, Todd the cat is still here. And I'm just south of Seattle on a beautiful sunny day, 1,750 square feet, two cats, the 24-year-old who's yeah, we know. Um, and myself. And here we go. Love you guys. Hope you all is well. I'm so sorry about your Christmas and Hanukkah decorations. That really sucks, man. It does. I'd be bawling. I was. Love you. <laughs> Hi, Bo. Hi, Henry. Baba. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. It was a delightful voicemail. It truly was. Um, all right. So just uh, one more voicemail with a with an important question. Hi, guys. Michelle calling from Long Beach. I am a long-time listener, first-time caller. Driving on the 405 with no traffic. One of the only positives with covid um, anyway, hopefully there's not a lot of feedback um, while I'm driving, but quick question for you. Um, Dory says Chev, Matt says Shave, mm-hmm. talking about a Shave lounge. I'm sure I can Google it. I was just wondering if 
Which way is the correct way to say it? I've always said Shays. Um, wondering if it's an East Coast thing. With Dory, but then again, you're both from the East Coast, so that's where I was a little confused. It was like bagel instead of bagel, orange instead of orange. So just hoping you guys clarify that. And then one more thing, which is another random thought I had, is while listening to you guys all throughout pregnancy, and then now listening to you guys in the car and my daughter hears your voices, I wonder if she recognizes them. And I bet she does. So, <laughs> hope everyone's staying healthy, doing well. And again, it's Michelle from Long Beach. I live in a about 15, 16 square feet with my husband and our 16-month-old little science baby girl. Have a great day. Bye. Well, thank you for that question. Uh, it is a chaise long, actually. It's a chaise lounge. It's a chaise long. It is it's a chaise longue. French, a French phrase that means long chair. I mean, that's really what it is, yeah. But in this country, it has somehow become converted into chaise what what do you say? Chaise lounge. Chaise lounge, right? Because people think it's for lounging, which it is. But the it is actually from the French chaise, and that is how you pronounce chaise in French. Uh, long, L O N G U E, not lounge. So there you go. You need to back off, okay? Look, I'm pedantic. What it's can a I chaise say? lounge. <laughs> All right. You say chaise, I say chaise. Chaise motto. Um, <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. All right. Well, on that note, a reminder that you can support us on Patreon, get our extensive black back catalog. Um, and we appreciate it, of course. We appreciate all of our listeners, but we especially appreciate our Patreon supporters. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you will also get your name read on the podcast each month. All right. You ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, big old thank you to our patrons. You keep us going. And uh, because of that, we keep somehow trying IVF. What? (laughs) Help support the next cycle. (laughs) Uh, So thank you to uh, the following. Mary M. Mary Messick. My mother, Mary Myra. Melanie Bronbeck. Michelle Chudzinski. Nancy Olson. Nicola Hill. Nicholas Skidmore. Marantha Belagopal. Olga Zilstra. Rebecca Dawson. Rob Fine. Samantha. Sarah Lauer. And Satish Pillalamari. Shauna Mandel. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. The Byersies. Tiffany Stevens. And Wendy Fick. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. And uh, stay tuned as Sperm Month continues. <laughs> Bye. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Sperm Month. <laughs> <laughs>